Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to episode number 114 of the Draft Analyst, presented by the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Do you believe? This is Chris Tricotti, and I'm joined once again by Tony Pauline as we just finished watching the South on day two of practice here at the Senior Bowl at People Stadium, and we are down on the ice machine as we are after every practice, ready to break everything down for you. Tony, how are we doing after two days? So far, so good, but unfortunately, it may be a repeat of last year. If you remember last year, what happened was it rained and poured with a big uh, thunderstorm that rolled in the second day of practice, and for the first time in 20 years, I was actually not able to watch a pad of practice. Chris and I then went and watched the films of the practice, and uh, our podcast was late. Well, guess what? There's going to be more storms coming in tomorrow, but we will be allowed into the indoor facility at South Alabama to watch practice, so that's a good thing. It's a bummer that uh, it's got to rain. Uh, only three days, of the, uh, three days of the year, the rain can't stay away, but we will be able to watch practice from in, inside the practice facility at South Alabama tomorrow. We'll have to wait and see what that turns out to be like. Absolutely, and hey, it's better than what we had to deal with last year. We at least get to see, and media is taken to the end zone here so we'll have a different view of things we'll get to see things from kind of the all 22 angle rather than more of the broadcast view from the stand so we'll be able to provide you guys with a little bit of a different perspective speaking of perspective we'll take a look at the quarterbacks on this show obviously the headliner for the south team is oregon's justin herbert we also have steven montez and jalen hurts jalen hurts yesterday not so great of a day kind of continued into Wednesday, didn't really build any momentum. Justin Herbert, again, had some very nice moments, looked good out there throwing the ball, and Steven Montez, much like his Colorado career, just a bit inconsistent, accuracy was up and down. Tony, what did you think of the signal callers? I thought Herbert had another good day. I thought it was a little bit better yesterday. Sure, a little bit more snap to his pass, was a little more consistent, but still, today, very accurate, on the money with his throws, showed a lot of leadership skills. I spoke with uh, a quarterback coach after practice, and he said, you know what, we both agreed, I should say, this is the type of environment that Justin Herbert should thrive in. Uh, so you expect him to do very well, and he has. The problem is, is you know, there's no game-winning drive or no big-time drive on the line where he's going to move the chains to get the team down the field. So Herbert has really, an- I don't want to say he's answered a lot of questions, he's met expectations. I think Steven Montez was very inconsistent. He'd make two or three great passes, and then he'd make three or four passes that were, you didn't know where they were going. They were way over the receiver's heads, or, or, or really made the receiver work too hard to come away with the uh, with the reception. But still, you can see the underlying ability is there for Steven Montez. It's gonna take a lot of coaching, it's gonna take a little bit of time. But Jalen Hurts was terrible. I mean, he had maybe one or two good throws, but he was consistently way off the mark. He can't throw the ball to his left. He's very inaccurate. I think he's really struggled. Yesterday he struggled. Today I thought thought it was an even worse performance by Hurts. Yeah, the one thing about Justin Herbert, you talked about the leadership. He said in the press conference that one thing that everyone said they wanted to see from him, they almost didn't care what he did on the field physically because they understand his talents. They wanted to see him be a leader. He did start to do those kinds of things yesterday, going up to receivers after drop passes and really making 
kind of an inroads on there. So it's good to see Justin Herbert doing exactly what scouts and NFL people want him to do. It's only going to help him heading into the next level. Yeah, absolutely. As far as the running backs were concerned, it was another terrific day from Eno Benjamin as a ball carrier and a pass catcher, and especially as a blocker. He really stood out blocking drills, gave a lot of outstanding effort, and was really able to control much bigger opponents, especially the linebackers that were sent up the field at full speed on the blitz. Looked solid catching the ball and really showed some terrific speed and a burst as a, as a ball carrier. I thought that Antonio Gibson, uh, the running back from Memphis, the, the, the receiver turn running back from Memphis, had a much stronger day. He looked better carrying the ball. He showed an excellent burst. He showed better vision and better ball carrying instincts. Also did a real good job as a pass catcher out of the backfield, as you would expect. Keyshawn Vaughn did not uh, did not practice today. Lemichael Perrine from uh, Florida, a little bit up and down. Really good as a pass catcher. You can see he's not a guy, despite his uh, size, really doesn't look like someone who's going to break a lot of tackles, or at least really didn't seem today like he was going to break a lot of tackles. Very quick though, very quick for a bigger back, and, and I thought he had a solid day as well. Yeah, I mean, Piran continues to look good. He's a guy that will cut multiple times within a route to get open, finds himself getting free. You know, Benjamin, again, he's always played bigger than his listed size. And Arizona State had him listed at 210 pounds. He weighed in here at 190 pounds. Now, we know that schools generally inflate their players, especially when they are short, especially when they are light. But 20 pounds is a massive difference. But Eno Benjamin continues to play bigger than his size, which is a great thing to see. Obviously, big college workload is a concern for him, but there's no question about his toughness. They'll move on to the tight ends here. Harrison Bryant won the day yesterday, had another pretty good day today. And I know, Tony, you like Stephen Sullivan today. I saw a lot of Sullivan yesterday and some today too. He's very athletic. He does a lot as a blocker as well. Obviously, he was blocked at LSU by Thaddeus Moss. It's kind of a run-first offense, even with Joe Burrow there. But there were a lot of positive signs from Stephen Sullivan and, of course, Harrison Bryant. What did you see from those two and the other guys, Tony? Yeah, Sullivan wasn't Adam Troutman good today, but he was real good. He's, his draft stock has definitely taken off. He's athletic, he's quick, he's explosive. He's a terrific pass catcher. Late in the day, he made a big catch down the field on the sideline for about a 25, 30-yard gain. He also makes the uh, you know, the ordinary underneath uh, receptions. Really stood out as a blocker. I thought he was outstanding as a blocker. And this was a guy who was rarely used in the LSU offense because they had so many weapons at the receiver position. So he was kind of underutilized with the Tigers making a name for himself. I think he's a guy who has definitely hopped in to the last day of the draft. Uh, you mentioned Harrison Bryant. but Harrison Bryant was a little bit better yesterday. Still had a good game, but I think it still had a good day today on Wednesday, but I think it was just that Stephen Sullivan uh, stood out so much uh, that that really uh, kind of overshadowed uh, Harrison Bryant. I thought uh, Josiah DeGuerra of uh, Cincinnati, basically what we expected from him. You know, solid in all areas, but you can just see he does not have the downfield speed. He cannot get deep separation. Jared Pinckney, he had one nice block, but overall it was a tough day for him. I, I mean, again, just like uh, almost a, a replica of yesterday where doesn't look very fast, not a strong blocker, average pass catcher, had one nice play in the middle of the day, but uh, again, I mean, I think this is just an extension of a diff difficult and disappointing season for Jared Pinckney. Yeah, it's hard to point out somebody who his stock has fallen at mu as much at the tight end position as Jared Pinckney. He just looks slow, and a lot of the hype coming into the season was that he was an athletic pass catcher who's going to be able to split the seam at the next level. We have not seen 
really any of that from him through two days of practice here. Moving on to the wide receivers. A lot of pub yesterday went Colin Johnson's way. He had another solid day today, looked good out there. Van Jefferson had a very nice leaping catch in scrimmage, also showed out pretty well. Tony, you saw more of the wide receivers than me. What did you think of a lot of these guys? I thought Colin Johnson looked exceptional today. You know, yesterday I was talking about how he did not look good running routes. He seemed to turn it on, and you know, it's tough to imagine that the guy just became a better route runner overnight. But he showed decent quickness in the routes. He came out of his routes with balance. He was winning out for the contested throws. He, he, he looked more like a natural receiver today. So it may be just a situation where he hasn't played football in almost a month and he just had to get his feet underneath him. As you said, uh, Van Jefferson uh, played well today. I also thought that it was another strong day for Tyree Cleveland, bigger receiver from Florida who runs run solid routes. Uh, Duvernay of, of Texas had his moments, but really the practice at the receiver position belonged to Colin Johnson, who, in my opinion, stood out bigger and taller as he is than any of the other receivers. Now move on to the offensive lineman here, and you want to talk about Colin Johnson taking a nondescript, mon or nondescript Tuesday rather and making good on Wednesday. That was the story for Clemson's John Simpson. He was the big winner along the offensive line today. Yesterday he was getting pushed back five yards, six yards into the quarterback. He was getting blown off the ball. Today, really not losing off the line at all. Very much improved. Showed really good anchor early on in one-on-one -on -one drills. Ended up, you know, putting some defenders on their backs, on the ground. Really good job. Really nice day for John Simpson. Keith Ishmael, the center out of San Diego State, also had a good day. Showed the ability to quickly anchor and very strong and keep defenders away from the quarterback good athlete he's capable of recovering once he's beat as well another guy who put defenders on the ground both in scrimmage and in drills so an excellent day for Ishmael another good day for Logan Stenberg held up against Javon Kinlaw very well stood him up a few times and once you're engaged in a block with Logan Stenberg it is very difficult for you to get past him a couple guys who didn't perform as well, Calvin Throckmorton in his senior bowl debut was spending a lot of time at left tackle, which is strange. He played right tackle at Oregon. He played a lot of guard, even some center at the Shrine game last week. So to put him at left tackle was interesting. He did struggle, not the kind of guy that's going to protect against speed off the edge. Lloyd Cushenberry out of LSU did a good job yesterday, not as good today. Definite drop off from Tuesday's practice, getting pushed off the ball a lot. Not great. Alex Taylor from South Carolina State, tall. He's hard to shed once engaged, a lot like Logan Stenberg, but he plays tackle and he is getting moved off his spot. There was one rep against Jonathan Grenard where Grenard pushed him deep into the backfield and Grenard, as we'll get to later with the defensive line, did not have that strong of a day himself. So not a positive situation for Alex Taylor here either. Tony, what do you see from the offensive line? Yeah, Taylor had his moments when he's able to square into defenders. He's able to control them, but still, I mean, for a guy that big, he's not dominant. It was an up and down day for Tyree Phillips, uh, the big offensive lineman from uh, Mississippi State. Came in, I believe, at 340 pounds, uh, probably way too big, and, and that's been a problem. He looks like he's tiring. He's overextending in the blocks. Talk about L Logan Sternberg for a second. Spoke with a scout today, and we've been critical about his inability to bend his knees and block with leverage. He gets very tall. Scout told me that he thinks that Sternberg can get away with that because he is so big, he is so powerful, and he's got strength throughout his entire body. He agrees that Sternberg's a bit of a small area blocker. You're not going to be able to use him in his own blocking system and has that does have some limitations, but he's a phone booth blocker and he's probably one of the best ones here according to this scout. Now we'll move over to the defensive side of the ball in just a minute, but before we do, a quick word from our sponsor. 
Want to make a bet on the Super Bowl? Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted sports books in the industry. Football not your thing? No worries. MyBookie's got it all from the NBA to the Premier League. MyBookie has fast payouts, best promotions, plus they have a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. And if you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLEAV, B-L-V, to activate the offer. That's Once again, that's the promo code BLV, Boy Larry Victor, to get your cash from my bookie. My bookie. Bet, win, and get paid. Now, taking a look at the defensive lineman here, we discussed in the offensive line portion here a few players. The defensive line, not quite as strong as it was yesterday. Definitely was a day where the offensive line won. But guys that did stand out, Robert Windsor out of Penn State, kind of a short, squatty, stocky type of build, but he was beating blocks in one-on-ones, splitting blocks for sacks in scrimmage, very quick off the snap. So it was a positive day for Windsor. It was also a positive day for Terrell Lewis out of, out of Alabama. He struggled a little bit when he was placed into coverage, had to work in space, but when he is moving up the field, great burst through the gaps, doesn't get close to the QB sometimes, but he forced a fumble in scrimmage from about three yards away, just reached his hand out, good awareness to recognize that he wasn't going to get to the quarterback and trying to make a play. Javon Kinlaw, everybody's favorite defensive line prospect here, had a great Monday, not as good of a day on Tuesday, really didn't make the same impact as he did. But again, his athleticism, his acceleration, his burst, all of that is still notable compared to the other interior defensive linemen today. He just didn't quite perform at the same level. And Jonathan Grenard out of Florida asked him to play a lot in space today, and he really didn't answer the bell, unfortunately. He looks lost in coverage at times. He's going to have to stand up at the NFL level, but he didn't show much ability in reverse and even got pancaked by Steven Sullivan, who we lauded earlier in the tight end section of this show. So overall, not a great day for Jonathan Grenard and teammate Jabari Zuniga. Well, he didn't have a lot of negative reps. He also didn't show up in a positive sense. So I didn't get a great feel from these defensive linemen today as far as their performance goes. What about you, Tony? Yeah, I thought Robert Windsor of Penn State was the best. I mean, he's quick, he's explosive, he plays with great leverage, uses his hands exceptionally well, and he's intense, but he's not really big, and he's more of a first-step lineman. As far as Grenard's concerned, the sheer lack of athleticism uh, was on display today, and it's startling because he's a guy that, he's a terrific pass rusher on the college level, he's very quick up the field and off the edge, but people have always questioned that speed, and we, we saw today just not not only a lack of speed, but a lack of agility, a lack of smoothness. Really showed a lot of stiffness in his game. As Chris said, couldn't make plays moving in reverse. He was the one that got beat badly by Stephen Sullivan in that deep downfield reception late in practice. So I think Renard may be a guy that, as we move closer to the draft, as we move, uh, go to the combine, is someone who's going to get branded as a real good football player, but just not a great athlete. And as a result, his draft stock is going to drop. Now taking a look at the linebackers here before we finish out with the DBs, a couple of winners from this practice were Akeem Davis-Gaither from Appalachian State and Davion Taylor from Colorado. Now Davis-Gaither, again, really showing well in coverage, which you would expect and hope to see out of a 219-pound linebacker. But again, he didn't play at a big school. He didn't play in a Power 5 conference, but he has filled in great here today. Really good contact with running backs at their stem. Doesn't allow them to get free. Also, 
okay speed down the field. Not a guy who's going to run down the field, down the seam with the best players, but he works well in the flats. He's got good awareness and coverage. Also fights well through blocks, fight, fought through a holding penalty and almost made a play to the sideline. So a very positive day for Davis Gaither. Davion Taylor, very quick on the blitz. Uses his hands extremely well to try to get free. Good sideline to sideline speed. Really beats blockers and gets to the spot before them so that he can make plays on the ball. So I was very impressed by Taylor today. I was also impressed by TJ Brunson. I mean, he's a guy in coverage you don't expect a ton from him, but he was able to stay with Michael P. Ryan on one route where P. Ryan tried to juke him a couple times. He can be late at times in coverage, does have to do some work there, but when it came time for scrimmage, he was doing a very nice job filling the holes, making plays at or behind the line of scrimmage. So I thought it was a positive day for TJ Brunson out of South Carolina as well. Yeah, I mean, Akeem Davis-Gaither, who we've talked about on this podcast a number of times and who I've written about at Pro Football Network, as well as Davion Taylor, they're both similar type of linebackers. Undersized, not the biggest linebackers in the world, but very quick, very fast and explosive, cover a lot of area, really can get from point A to point B in no time at all, which is really what the NFL wants these days. One guy who doesn't do that, who actually had a few nice plays today, was Anthony Jennings. Uh, really, again, a guy who makes plays up the field, but he's strong at the point. He breaks down well, showed the ability to play through blocks today and, and get out laterally and force the action against the run. I thought he had a terrific day. Do have some news here. Daryl Taylor of, uh, of Tennessee was medically red flagged and cannot play. Uh, was not cleared to play during senior bowl practice. I'm told it's a left leg injury that he struggled with all season. They were hoping to get him here to show some pass rush ability, then have the issue uh, with, with the left leg taken care of after the senior ball. Not going to happen. We'll have to wait and see if he works out at the senior ball. I'm sorry, he works out at the combine uh, because uh, that this is an issue that has been bothering him. I, I've been told since the summer. Uh, which really has reduced his effectiveness. I got to go back to the uh, defensive line real quick. Travis Gibson, the tall, sort of thin pass rusher from Tulsa, had a lot of nice plays today. Really, I thought, improved his game from what was a nondescript first practice at the Senior Bowl. Now on to the secondary before we wrap up here. And a guy that's been getting a lot of good reviews from scouts is Kyle Duggar from Lenore Ryan, really made some nice plays in practice today, showed out a lot. A couple other guys from yesterday that played well were Dane Jackson and Darnay Holmes from Pittsburgh and UCLA respectively. Tony's had his eyes on the corners, the safeties, the receivers here in Mobile. Tony, what do you think of some of these guys? Duger really stood out, and Duger, as I mentioned earlier in the day, Jeremy Chin, he is a small school defensive back that is getting a lot of notice and a lot of rave reviews from scouts. He was good against the run and pass. He's very fast up the field. He's explosive, but he also shows good awareness and coverage and solid ball skills. So Duger's a guy who's absolutely helped himself. I thought Darnay Holmes was good. He was not as effective yesterday. Yesterday he was making a lot of wild plays. Kind of took a, a little bit off the throttle today, but he was still solid. Didn't have any bad plays. Dane Jackson was good. A little bit inconsistent when he was re when he was on his game. He made a lot of solid plays, especially in drills. Did get beat a couple of times. I think Kindle Vildor of Georgia Southern kind of took a step back today. He had two interceptions yesterday. He was constantly around the ball. Really today he got beat more often than not. And that's it for episode number 114 of the Draft Analyst, presented by the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Do you believe? If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe on any of the major podcast platforms and leave us a rating and a review. 
and feel free to ask us questions on Twitter that we'd be happy to answer on the show. This is our fourth podcast down here in mobile, so if you have not heard our two podcasts from yesterday and our one from earlier today, please go back and listen. They're only about 20 minutes apiece. Lots of good information in those shows for you to take with you and look forward to the third day of practice. For Tony Pauline, this is Chris Tripodi. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.